Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. My name is Phil Strum. So thrilled to have as my guest today the WWE SmackDown Women's Champion, Liv Morgan. Liv recently won the Money in the Bank ladder match and went on to win the title from the baddest woman on the planet, UFC Hall of Famer Ronda Rousey. She's easily one of the most popular performers in all of professional wrestling right now. She's got such an organic relationship with the audience. When she won Money in the Bank and also won the title, you could hear absolute jubilation from that crowd. And that does not always happen in wrestling, especially with big shows uh, from big companies like WWE. I guarantee a big reaction at SummerSlam at Nissan Stadium in Nashville on Saturday, July 30th, when Liv Morgan defends the title against Ronda Rousey. So here we go with my interview with Liv Morgan. Really excited to be joined by the SmackDown Women's Champion, Liv Morgan, on Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. Liv will be defending her title against Ronda Rousey on Saturday, July 30th at SummerSlam at Nissan Stadium, a huge NFL football stadium in Nashville. Liv, welcome. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? Great, great. So recently when you became SmackDown Women's Champion, I said to somebody, you know, imagine that someone the crowd really loves wins a championship. What a novel idea. Why do you think it is that people like you so much and relate to you so much? Um, I just feel like the fans have just been on this journey with me since I've started, you know, in 2014 when I got signed. Um, they've been with me every single step of the way, the highs, the lows. Um, and I just feel like they can relate to the fact that, you know, I'm not the strongest, I'm not the fastest, I'm not the toughest or the quickest, but I put in the hard work. And so everyone can relate to like working hard towards obtaining something. And so I feel like they just relate to, you know, my journey and just my journey to becoming champion, which I'm so grateful for because I don't feel like I'd be here if it weren't for the fans. To anyone who's watched you over the course of your career, you could tell that you've worked extremely hard in all aspects of your game. I think the audience is seeing, the, you know, the general article of you, someone who's worked their heart out regardless of what you're given, whether it was Riot Squad or a Wedding Crasher Angle, vignettes in yeah. a tub, whatever comes your way or their way, you know, they like you. How, how close to you right now is what you're doing? Um, I feel like who I am and live feel very synonymous, especially right now in this moment in time. But I feel like it's always evolving and always changing. Like who I am today is not going to be who I am next week or even tomorrow. So it's like who that ends up being, you know, I don't know. But right now in this moment of time, um, everything just feels perfect. And that, what does that connection with the fans mean to you? Because it's so strong. Oh, it's everything. It's it's literally, it means so much to me. I feel like, um, like I said before, I wouldn't be in this position right now if it weren't for my fans. They kind of have made me undeniable in a sense as far as always showing their support and always using their voice. And, you know, whether it's 
buying my t-shirt or bringing a sign to the show or getting my action figure or just, you know, tweeting me. They've kind of made people notice me because of all their support. Which moment was better for you personally, winning the Money in the Bank ladder match or winning the championship from Ronda on the cash-in? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, I want to say winning the championship just because it's like, you know, it's bigger. But they feel so even. I don't know, you know, because Money in the Bank, that was like kind of enough for me, you know, so that, that blew me away. So to cash in the same night and then become champion, it was just like, whoa, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of still coming to terms a little bit. So I, I don't know which one felt more special or bigger or better to me. They, maybe, they maybe, maybe not cashing in, cashing in a lot, cashing in. <laughs> I was gonna say they could be one A and one B. They're sort of you know continuation of the same story yeah. too, on the same night. What what's the moment like when you when you win the title? Do you have so much adrenaline and you don't realize it? Does it kind of sink in later? Yeah, you know, um, I try to absorb as much of that moment as I possibly could have. Um, I just remember just hearing a lot of noise, but just like feeling. At, so at peace, you know, it was like this weird conundrum of like, there's a swirling mass of energy surrounding me, but I just felt so still and just like, I remember just like holding the title and just like looking at the crowd and just feeling like I had no expression of just like, like we, we did it like, holy cow, we, we did it, you know, um, but it wasn't really until I got back to my hotel room, you know, when I was finally by myself. And I have, I'm laying down in bed looking at the ceiling and I have the title just like draped across me. And I'm just, you know, just really soaking everything in. Just like, wow, um, we're, we're the champion. I think, I think it says a lot about what you've done that you're in a marquee match in a stadium against Ronda Rousey. One of the biggest cards of the year. Um, it's underdog yes. against a, the dominant, you know, fighter. Yes, what, what, what's, what's Ronda brought to the table? And to you, what makes you versus Ronda Rousey such an intriguing matchup? I mean, aside from, you know, just her just being dominant in, you know, female sport, um, all the eyes that she's brought to WWE, um, she's done so much for, you know, women's wrestling. But I think what makes us, you know, such an interesting matchup is one, you know, people think that I only won the title because I got a less than 100% Ronda. So there's that aspect of it, right? Like, can Liv pull it off again? And then there's, you know, how I view it personally, which is like, you know, I grew up serving wings, watching Ronda Rousey dominate, you know, watching her beat women in two seconds. And now here I am defending my SmackDown Women's Championship against her. And, you know, I can't discredit her, not even for a second. She's an anomaly of an athlete, but I didn't grow up wanting to be a mixed martial artist. I didn't grow up wanting to be in the UFC. I didn't grow up wanting to be an Olympic athlete. I grew up wanting to be a WWE champion. And um, I think it just comes down to, you know, I would never look at someone in their face and be like, I'm better than you or, you know, um, I'm the best. But I can look at her in her face and tell her, I love this more and I want this more. And this means more to me than it does to you. 
Great, great. You broke in at a time when NXT was a, a third brand and not really developmental, uh, really. And you were new, so you kind of had to earn every moment of attention and every moment of TV time that you received. I, I remember specifically the first time I saw you live was at the theater at Madison Square Garden in November of 2016. The it was the pizza. I broke down. It, it was the pizza thing. You, you and Daria versus uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Yeah. Uh, uh, when you first broke into WWE, was was it what you expected it to be? Like, yes and no. You know, I grew up a lifelong fan, so there were aspects of it that um, were kind of what I expected. But then there was so much that was not um, what I expected at all. Like, for one, I I'm, I wasn't a performer. I grew up very shy, you know. So to walk into this state-of-the-art building and there's like an entrance way where you practice your entrance and to have all eyes on me for the first time or to cut a promo and have everyone staring at me, you know, that took me such a long time to adjust because that was not anything in my wheelhouse or anything in my lifestyle. And also I thought I was going to be such a natural and learn on so quick. And that wasn't the case. Um, I had to do so much repetition just to kind of grasp, you know, basic foundational things. So, I mean, and also, you know, I called, I came up in a time where we had just realized how amazing the four horsewomen were. We had kind of just discovered them. And so there was definitely um, a fight for like attention, not a fight, you know, we all got along, but just, you know, um, attention was like scarce because you have these four women that, you know, are going to elevate all of women's wrestling. And it's competition. It's internal competition, too. In researching for this, I realized that you did not wrestle on an NXT TakeOver, which kind of surprised me when no. I looked back. Uh, so what, what was that? NXT? A lot of my firsts are on Monday Night Raw or Friday Night SmackDown. What, what was that NXT run like for you? You know, what, what, did you, what did you learn and kind of maybe who were some of the mentors along the way who might have helped you out? Yeah, I mean, I learned so much. You know, I was 20 years old. I was a baby. You know, um, I'm 28 now. And so they just let me make mistakes. They let me, you know, show up late. They guided me and kind of let me learn as I go, because not only am I like learning wrestling, but I'm learning about who I am as a person and as a woman. And um, it was just a lot of personal and professional pro professional development. I feel like um, my NXT time and just lots of mistakes, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of mistakes. <laughs> Well, you did pose for a picture with me after that uh, theater show, which I still do have. Did so. I? Yes, you did. So I'll, yeah, I'll, I'm the gonna... pizza fell, and I was like, oh, no. And you picked it up anyway. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to eat it anyway. <laughs> but hey, it's memorable. You know, I, I remember it. <laughs> Um, you recently had a rivalry on TV with her, but I, I know you've also trained uh, with her away from the ring too. What what have Natty uh, and TJ, uh, Italian Tyson kid, meant to your career? What do they mean to the product of uh, WWE? Yeah, well, first off, um, TJ, he is such the backbone of the women's division. Um, we all, as soon as we all figure out, you know, who we're wrestling against, we're always like, do we have TJ? You know, we all, he's he's a genius and he cares about women's wrestling and he cares about the product and he really knows everyone's strengths. So he's a genius and um Natty is, you know, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever is going to be. Um, I'm both so, they've both been so gracious to me and opening their ring to me to let me train 
you know, along with them and whomever, you know, it's open to anyone that wants to go, but it just really helped me kind of perfect. I mean, I know there's no such thing as perfect, but fine tune my work and my craft as much as I possibly can. Like we train there for perfection. And so, you know, when you, when you, when you're training, you just, you know, get better. And so I'm grateful that, um, the fans have been able to see that and that they give me that opportunity. And what did you get out of being in the riot squad and how did that help your career? Uh, I got two best friends and sisters for life. It's funny because when I had found out I was going to be on the main roster and that I was going to be with two girls, um, I've, of course, I was so excited because, oh my gosh, you know, my dream came true. Here it is. But I wasn't really friends with Ruby and Sarah much at that time. And also I saw myself as a solo competitor. <laughs> I was like a tag team. Really me? Um, I didn't, I didn't see it, but um, it was literally like one week and we were all in love <laughs> and they taught me so much, you know, they taught me that, you know, I did, I did need a team and I had a team of girls that were more experienced than me and had done this longer than me. So kind of, you know, took me under their wing and um, just made the best memories of my entire life with them. And people make up so much about the wrestling side of WWE, but there's so much of another creative process that goes into the look, the makeup, the gear, the entrance, you know, your blue tongue, I believe at one point, uh, just how, how much of uh, what's kind of like your creative process for, for working through some of that stuff. I kind of just do what I want, you know, um, unless I come across something that is like so inspiring that I want to incorporate, I kind of just do what feels um, good for me or natural for me or something that I feel like, you know, we don't have on the show, you know, but I, I pretty much just do what I feel is right and what I like. And luckily they just let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to move to something we call the three count. Now it's going to be three quick questions and, and your answers. <laughs> That's a good reaction. I don't get that one. Up much, I'm so. nervous. All I'm right. like, I'm so bad at like thinking on my feet, like deciding like, What's your favorite movie? Like, and you have two <laughs> seconds. That's like literally my kryptonite. I blank out and I can't think of any movies. I'm like, I don't even know what I like. And so I'm always just like, here we go. Well, WWE is basically live improv. So I think you'll be fine. <laughs> I cannot decide on the fly what I like. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully these won't be too bad. Um, what is on Liv Morgan's uh, playlist right now, music wise? Oh, I haven't. I don't even know. I have um, a Spotify playlist that I listen to um, that are just like what their mixes are for me for the day, you know? So there's like mix one, mix two, mix three. So I kind of just go through the mixes. Um, I'll listen to, you know, what's new so I can kind of keep up with what's new, but I don't have like my own personal playlist that I go and listen to. It's kind of just Spotify just hooks me up with what I like. <laughs> whatever, you feel, whatever you feel like in the moment. Yeah. Who are three celebrities who you think could easily be a WWE persona? Ooh. Or who would you like to see? <laughs> um, who would I like to see? I never thought about that. Hold on. Um, <gasps> this is hard. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who I'd want, like Edward Scissorhand, but that doesn't count. I can. And Edward there's no real there's no real rules for this. It's just Okay, I want Edward Scissorhand. It's just putting other characters from other things into WWE if they work. I want the dad from Jack Frost. 
Okay. As a snowman. Kevin Costner, I want him in there as a snowman. And then I want, I want Huey from The Boys. <laughs> All right. You Are you watching that. The Boys? Are you watching I'm, The Boys right now? I am not. Okay. It's incredible. You should watch The Boys. Do you like Marvel? I started watching it a little bit early pandemic. It was like going through the movies and trying to go in order, but I didn't get very far. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. That's literally what I, so I've watched Marvel here and there. And then I um, decided I'm going to watch them all in order. Yeah. And it's like incredible. It's so incredible how they like intersect all these different stories and heroes and makes it all make sense. And so I'm a huge, 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 huge fan. And I've been binging. That's what I've been doing in all my free time. I need to get Marvel back. Movies. I need to get back to it because I only got about four or five in. I was going in the chronological order of release, not the. Oh, okay, okay. So it would have been the order that people would have watched it in. Yeah, so so am I. And I'm on um, Spider Man No Way Home right now. I, and I was nowhere near that. Night. Oh, it's so good. I did like the two yeah, Iron Mans. I did, I did Thor, and I'm trying to think Hulk, and then whatever order that is. I only got like four or five in, and then I, then I moved, so I, didn't, I wasn't doing I it. It was something left. I was doing specifically with my brother. So I was like, oh, oh he's not here no. anymore. So <laughs> I think all I have left after Spider Man is the new Thor and the new Doctor Strange, and wow. so I'm like pumped. But the boys is superheroes, so it just gives me another superhero fix. That I didn't know I liked until I started watching Marvel. Very good. Who is the funniest person you've encountered in or outside the ring in your wrestling career? And why? Uh, maybe Lacey Evans or Natty. It, why them? What makes them? Uh... Lacey is the most brash, outspoken, doesn't give a F human I've ever met in my whole entire life. And so to watch her operate. And, you know, just her daily encounters um, cracks me up. I, I could just be watching her and I'm laughing um, in the best way just because she's just so, she's so brash. <laughs> what, what makes That's, Natty unique? Um, Natty just has a bunch of one-liners, you know, like <laughs> Natty, she, she tells stories and she could rant on stories like she's doing stand-up. And so I'm like, Natty, you should do stand-up. I'm like, you have so much material. You have so many one-liners. You have so many, like, you know back pocket jokes um she's just really funny <laughs> is there anybody this is a follow-up just for myself because i need to know <laughs> but is there anybody in the wwe locker room who is like the pun person because that's me in real life maybe becky I, that's actually true the only time i you met know, becky which i actually gave her a pun just because i felt really like yeah she doesn't i haven't heard <laughs> her make a pun you know in recent times but yeah you know she was definitely the punniest which is not easy to do i can't you know if i come up with a pun i'm like ooh, you know yeah I, I can't do it on, i can't do it on demand but like i i it just happens in in life when i yeah when i met smart. becky i was in, i was in glenn's falls new york and i asked her who glenn was and it took her a second and she's just like oh, oh. he fell <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, she's very yeah. smart good wordplay very good. I was just going to ask you too, just as a final thing, any, this is also, since this is through the USA Today Network, this is also uh, associated with NorthJersey.com and the record. If you had any words for your North Jersey fans who might be watching this on uh, NorthJersey.com. Yeah. I mean, um, first off, thank you for your support. Thank you for being a fan. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for watching. Um, and you know, I grew up where y'all grew up. So I hope that if anything, I could be an inspiration to just follow your dreams. You know, you can make it out of your, your little city <laughs> and, um, just dream big, just dream big and believe that anything can happen because it 
totally 100% can. Like beating Ronda Rousey big. <laughs> and then one last thing before we wrap, do you have side plates on that yet? Are those, Not, have those come yet? Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. They're still, you know, they're going to be neutral. Um, but I'm supposed to be getting them this week. And so I'm excited. And hopefully, you know, they arrive and we get to see the new side plates. And they'll be there before SummerSlam. So oh, yeah. ex excellent. Well, uh, Liv Morgan, well, thank you. Go ahead. They'll still be there after SummerSlam too. We can hope. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining me today on Under the Ring uh, Pro Wrestling Conversations. Really, really enjoyed this, and uh, you know, all the best to you. Really enjoying what you're doing and and your whole uh, your whole run right now. And good luck thank against uh, Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us this week on Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. I'd like to thank Liv Morgan for joining us today. I'd also like to thank Adam Hopkins from WWE. Join us next week where our guest will be one-third of the Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions, the Righteous Dutch. Dutch is widely known throughout the wrestling world also as Bill Carr, so maybe we'll call him that a little bit too, no matter which name. He's a great interview, and I'm so happy he'll be joining us. Enjoy your week, everyone. Enjoy your week, everyone.